0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm really actually excited to share with you today a topic that I have been mulling over personally for probably the last month or so. Um, And I wanted to share it with you because I think that if more people understood this, we would understand how to empathetically connect with other people who are walking through hard things. Um, We would be able to show ourselves some self-compassion and also be able to navigate a little bit easier the difficulties that come when, you know, when poop hits the fan essentially in our lives. And so today's episode is all about developing emotional and spiritual resilience. And I don't know about you, but when I hear that word, when I hear hear the word resilience, my automatic thought is like, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and, you know, get yourself together and like, push through and power through and like work your way through it. And there is an element of truth to that in that resilience really is built only in difficulty. But I think what we have to kind of look at what our needs are to actually develop healthy resiliency and not just poor um, survival coping mechanisms. And those things are very, very different things. When I look back over my healing journey, which, you know, that continues to evolve or change over time as I discover other areas that I want to grow or heal in, but when I look back at what really developed resilience in me, it was not the fact that I had to go through, you know, the death of my parents at a, at a fairly young age, watching both of my parents die from cancer or miscarriages or narcissistic abuse recovery or any of that stuff. It wasn't just having to go through it and mustering my own strength through it. What actually developed a reserve of resilience in me, I personally believe, was actually... Um, having the experience of somebody being compassionate towards me, um, as I was walking through those difficult things. And so I will never forget, you know, me coming in with all of my strong coping mechanisms and look at me, I've got it all together and I'm holding together just fine. That must mean I'm coping really well with all of this stuff. And my counselor just saying one phrase that must be so incredibly painful. And I just, I just, I just, melted into a puddle of tears. And that was like the first time that I'd ever had anybody give me room to process what I was going through so that I wasn't just relying on these old dysfunctional coping mechanisms, but actually tapping into that compassion and that empathy that I needed to develop those resilient muscles. And I think sometimes as, you know, as humans, as people, Um, we can lose that ability to, number one, be compassionate with other people when they're walking through difficult things, but also offer that self-compassion back to ourselves when we are developing, you know, or we're working through something that's really difficult. And I believe personally that some of this comes down to what our core beliefs are about pain, uh, what our core beliefs are about emotional expression, what our core beliefs are about having needs, all of those things will play a role in whether or not we are willing to receive compassion and empathy from other people. Um, For example, we've had, you know, we have a daughter who has pandas. Um, I have a couple different episodes where I talk more specifically about our journey of recovering her from pandas, but we are just nearing the five-year mark of her initial diagnosis and all of the treatment and therapies and all of the, the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that we've had to spend to recover her, this was not a, a sprint. This was a marathon. And we have to begin to look at healing as a marathon and not a sprint because that allows us to uh, pace ourselves, right? It allows us to make room for breaks. It allows us to stop looking at the finish line and look at what our goal is for moving through something that's extremely difficult. And I can say, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, there were, you know, there were multiple times in that healing journey where I just kind of face planted. It was like all of the energy, all of the emotional strength and capacity that I had to give was just gone. And There was no mustering up anything. It was just you hit these walls in the recovery process that you just can't break through. And when I look back at what really got me through those seasons, it was creating room for rest in my process, which meant that I was not going to force myself to feel something that I didn't actually feel, meaning I wasn't going to force myself to be happy about it. I wasn't going to force myself to be cheerful. I wasn't going to force myself to, to feel anything other than the emotions that I was just feeling. And and. Um, one of the other things that really helped with that was, um, the compassion of others. So when I would hit that like rough patch where it's like, I can't give anymore, I can't do anymore. I have met, you know, I've met my limit here and it was like they became walls that I could lean upon and I could, it was just okay to just be where I was. Because here's the thing, if our belief is that resilience means that we're strong all the time. If our belief is that resilience means that we never lose our flexibility or that we never hit a wall, um, we're going to burn ourselves out. Resilience requires different uh, nutrients, quote unquote, for lack of a better word. There are different nutrients that are required to develop nutrient Resilience, and that is that kindness, that self-compassion, the compassion of others, and rest. And when we don't allow ourselves to build in some of those resources, we will tap out of our reserves and it will end up in burnout and, and emotional dysfunction. And I mean, if you think about it this way, like when your kid is learning how to walk, right, they're all excited, they're, they're developing these muscles, and then all of a sudden they face plant, right? They run into something, they bonk their head, and it just becomes, you know, there's a tantrum, a meltdown, what have you, right? It's a very, uh, very frustrating experience for them. And how many of us, you know, would say, like, just get on your feet, don't ever fall down ever again, you got to just like pull yourself up by your bootstraps none of us, right? We would comfort, oh, it's okay, baby. Don't, you know, don't worry. Let's try again. Let's rest and then we'll try again. It's no different for us as adults who maybe are healing from emotional trauma or spiritual abuse or, uh, you know, just really painful seasons that you might have to walk through for us to need to develop reservoirs that we can pull from in those seasons, and it's the the allowing or the creating of that reservoir um, that allows us to pull from that, that then replenishes us, right? And then we are resilient again. We're resilient enough to bounce back. Um, but it's not a time, typically in those seasons, to um, you know to muster your way through it with you know coping skills that just truly are not working, right? Like that could look like overworking for you, or it could look like zoning out on, um, social media at the end of the night, or it could look like ignoring major problems and, um, you know, just completely shoving them under the rug. Those are all really unhealthy coping mechanisms, but we, we do them when we're at the point where we actually need to be able to tap into a reserve. And I talked about this on a previous episode, Um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but I'll I'll try to put it in the show notes. But in that episode, um, I talked about like creating, you have to create that reservoir, right? You have to, to build in some things that you actually need in order to be resilient. And for me, that was developing or pulling in a team of people that I knew would pray for me at the drop of a hat that would bring a meal if it was a really hard week or just show up unannounced and say, I'm doing your laundry. Like, I don't care what you say. I'm here. We're just going to get it done. Um, they knew when I just would text out SOS that like they were going to step in with any of those things. And it made, it absolutely changed the game for me. Um, it wasn't, uh, by pushing through on my own. It wasn't by leaning into all of my own resources. It was actually by creating a reservoir um, so that I had something to pull from when I needed it. And so often when we're in like the pressure cooker season, right, where it feels like you're at, you know, the highest heat, the highest pressure, um, and there's just not a lot of uh, wiggle room, right? There's no nothing to breathe into. It just feels like, tapped out, exhausted space. When we're in those seasons, the we have to make sure that we're able to identify our tendency to fight, fight, fight flight, or freeze. And every single one of us has like uh, a preferred coping mechanism in that way. I know for me, my response is to fight. Um, and that means I'm gonna try harder, I'm gonna work harder, I'm gonna push harder, I'm going to everything to max capacity, right? When really what I need to do is kind of allow for some nervous system recalibration, create room for rest, um, lower the expectation that I have on myself and maybe the expectation that other people have on me. Maybe there's some communications that need to happen to say, Hey, I'm not able to do this right now because I'm actually creating a reserve and there needs to be a reserve for me so that I can bounce back. And so I want to just kind of reframe even the idea of resilience and how we think about resilience, because I think so many of us are like, you know what, I'm going to bounce back and it's going to be so fast and like, I'm just going to get back on my feet. But really that shouldn't be our goal. Um, because it creates performance and pressure for most people. Um, yes, I will bounce back as I learn how to nourish myself and create a reserve in my emotional and my spiritual health. And, um, this is again just something I have been dialoguing and thinking through and praying through over the last couple of months as we've been walking out, you know, our daughter's healing journey but also our own healing journey because um raising a child with a chronic illness uh presents a lot of challenges and um none of us are exempt from that as special needs parents. That's that's just not something that uh we can say, "Oh, that doesn't affect me." It absolutely does. And Sometimes it blindsides us even with how much it's impacting us. And so um, I hope that this conversation about developing emotional and spiritual resilience was beneficial to you. If you um, have any comments about this, please hop on over to my Instagram and leave a comment. Um, But I, I hope that this blesses you and thank you so much for listening.